Hello, world. I'm Eric Dye. I'm Jeremy Smith. And I'm Phil Schneider. And you're listening to the 107th Church Mag Podcast. There's a good couple of different sites and podcasts that have started to change their tune about hustling. Hustle, which means, you know, push yourself. Like anything, anytime, anywhere, you can go overboard. This week's podcast is brought to you by Rethinking Your Church Website Strategy. This ebook from Jonathan Walm covers what information you need on your church website, how to help your guests find what they need, and user experience information. All these principles are applied to a real-life church website so you can follow along. Get ready to change the way you think about church websites. Get ready to make something completely unique and completely effective for your church. Get your copy today from Church Mag Press at churchmag.press. That's churchmag.press. On this week's episode, we talk about the ever-evolving topic of hustle and talk about the new Church Mag redesign. If you would like to ask a question or plug into this week's conversation, use the Church Mag podcast hashtag CMAGcast or visit our website at churchmag forward slash podcast and send us an email. Now, let the fun begin. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag podcast. Uh, we have a new website design. We're pretty happy about that. I'm really happy about that. And I would imagine that after the the redesign on Church Mag, and then we have a few others up our sleeves, including Church Mag Press, that then I will probably do something with the podcast. You know, switch out some music or, you know, something like that. So that should be pretty cool. So uh, if you haven't taken a look at the website, check it out. Church Mag, that's where we are. Check it out. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, if you have, I feel weird talking about it. Can you tell? Uh, if you have any questions about the new design or anything, uh, there's a blog post. You can read about it. Just kidding. But seriously, it, you can use the hashtag CMAGcast and ask me anything at all. Or go to churchmag forward slash podcast and you can find links to send us a question and we'll answer them here on the podcast. All right. Somebody start talking because. Oh. How do you do a redesign? Why did you do the redesign? Are you going to do another redesign in a year like you did last time? Look, first of all, it wasn't a year, Jeremy. It wasn't it a feels year. Like I it. know because it feels the like older it. you get, the faster time goes. It's like time perspective continuum or something. Phil knows more about it, I'm sure, because he loves Doctor Who as well. But I digress. There, there were several things. One being the fact that we got a new logo because we got tired of the church mag butt. Yeah. That would be one thing. Um, oh, don't answer them now. Make them, make them email you. Oh. Don't give them the... Yeah, they have to oh, email. I thought you really wanted answers. me to answer them. Okay. No. Okay. No, I wanted to put that jab in there of, are we doing another one? I thought it would. I thought you would react to it, but you didn't react to it. No, I'm sorry that you react because no. <laughs> Hopefully, no. One does not simply redesign your website. And if you're looking at, it, you're like, gosh, it didn't change that much. Then you're. It's kind of a code thing as well, but. Well, and you spend so much time on it. I mean, I think for me, the tough part about a redesign is, is it's just such an investment in that process. And so you are putting a lot of investment there and, and we're going to get into this topic of hustle and you were doing that hustle thing for a short period of time, which meant that it affected your blogging. It affected your work. I know that you were tweeting out yesterday, Oh, it's 7 PM. Let's actually start to work instead of doing stuff for the website. And so it's not a small thing. And so if you do it a lot, it, it can take away from a lot of different things. Well, yeah, see, I started off and I just want to say, when, when you hear the term hustle, I just want to define terms. To me, 
Anyway, hustle, hustle, right? Hustle, because it does have that connotation. Um, Hustle is like football practice and you're doing the lap and the coach is telling you to what? Hustle, which means, you know, push yourself, go harder. Okay. And so that's what, that's what that means to me. Um, Now, originally I had it, I had in my to-do list, work on church mag design and I had it every day. So every day I would spend a few minutes working on it because I found that um, with the creative process, um, if you work too long or too hard on something, you either do circles or you create a mess. It, it just doesn't create Creativity is a funny thing. And I've learned that for me personally, if I work out a little bit at a time that, that, um, the in between those times, my brain is figuring stuff out. And so I would kind of tackle each different thing, like tackle the comments, tackle the, and, 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 and every, every time I would do something, it might would change a little bit, but a lot of the time with that kind of a rhythm, I would get done with a part. I would commit the change and never go back and change it again, which was really nice. But there, there hit a point earlier, early in the week where I just, the juices were really flowing and I was just making changes and it was going well and I wasn't hitting, I wasn't hitting creativity walls or anything. So I just stopped doing all my other work and focused on that because when you, when you have momentum on a project while you're pushing other stuff away and putting them off to do later, in the end, you accomplish more because you have that momentum. And this is huge for me because of my personality type. I'm an ESTJ and so I'm very regimented. So it's, it's a real stretch for me to change my schedule. And that's exactly what I did. I stayed up real late a couple nights. Um, I started messing with, with the design like the next day. And then I couldn't, I couldn't stop myself. And so eventually I think, what was it Wednesday or Thursday hit? And I'm like, I think it's ready. Let's just do it. Like why wait? Why sit on this design anymore? So impromptu. I mean, the guys didn't even know it was coming. I just dropped in the slack. I think we're going to do it today. <laughs> They're probably like, what? <laughs> so that uh, that that was kind of my hustle. yeah. I was kind of I, I I was actually really caught off guard by it. It was you all of a sudden just got into a mode or like yeah we're uh, launching to in six hours and all that. I know six I, hours. I know it, it's not it's not my mo. Um, my original plan was to push it to staging first and have you guys check it out and give me feedback. But I really felt good and confident about it and just. Put it out there. I, have. I like how you said though that you were do, you were doing it in small bursts, and um, and then when you found a moment where you had the energy, the momentum, and you pushed through. That's a problem I have. I'm working on a book right now, and I've gotten a, a few a little a few bits done and some outlining. But uh, I'm those kind of guys who just is always waiting for that you know two hour window to sit down, and, and you're not going to get that most times. So you have to just take 15 minutes. Look at it, tackle one. Like part of it too is being you know, to divide a project into smaller bits, which I think it's easier to do perhaps on a web redesign than it is perhaps on a on a book. But it can be done, and once you divide your project into small manageable bits, you can then tackle them one at a time. And I think doing that will eventually lead you to a moment of, of, of momentum and energy we can push through for a longer stretch. Yeah. And you using like when it comes to writing, using the right tools. So if you're using something like Scrivener, you can have your chapters separate, right? So, and, and organize them and reorganize them. So if you just feel like, if you feel like re- writing the, you know, chapter seven on, a, a, you know, topic B, 
Okay, then you can skip to that and go right on that. And then maybe, you know, the next time you write, write on chapter three, topic C, right? Um, so you can kind of move around and then organize it later. And so having the right tools, I think, helps as well. But, um, but yeah, that, that was my experience. And I, I think that that's key is when you're, when you're looking at product, productivity tips and creativity tips, keep in mind that not one size fits all. And sometimes you just need, just, you just need to try and see what works best for you. Well, there's so much that goes into this. There's, first of all, learning styles. So each person learns differently. So if you're sitting there hustling because you're doing the work, but you're not actually learning anything because you're not a hands-on kind of person, and you actually have to sit there and think about what's going on, or you have to visually see someone do it before you actually go out there, that in and of itself is going to completely wreck everything. Um, And I think on the same topic, um, there's been a couple of different sites and podcasts that have started to, I guess the right word is change their tune about hustling. And so they've started to talk about the fact that you don't really actually have to hustle to get what you want, but there's a lot more that goes into this. And it's something that we've said on this podcast from day one, we don't agree with hustling. And on top of that, there's a lot of research out there that says, that's actually not what you need to be doing. Um, right. And, and I want to say, when, when you say we disagreed with hustling, what we disagreed with was the the uh, the culture of the hustle that was being promoted out there. Because what I, what I did last week was healthy hustle. It's, it's just like, you know, practicing like athletics. Sometimes you have to hustle. You have to push yourself. Or like you're in the big game. You can't be like, well, coach, I feel kind of tired. You know, it's like, well, it's the big game. Go out there and hustle and push yourself and, and, and push through. But what I think all these people that were out there saying, push hard, push hard, push hard, be busy, work hard, work long hours, don't get any sleep, you know, all this kind of stuff about hustle, they got worn out and realized, oh, wait, no, hustle's bad. And I have actually seen tweets from people that used to promote hustle speaking out against it now. And I just, it's SMH. Well, like, in, like anything... Anytime, anywhere, you can go overboard. There has to be, it has to be a healthy rhythms. And Eric, you even kind of alluded to it, knowing your personality type, knowing how you're wired, you can hustle within a, in a healthy rhythm for you. I, I myself, just some other day called me out on this kind of, kind of politely, but I'm addicted to busyness. I have to have projects. And so I, I get, I overwhelm myself. And so like yesterday, there's a moment where I'm sitting down going, I am an idiot because I'm, because today, uh, I have scheduled about a half a dozen things and tomorrow night I'm preaching in church. So I have, I literally have like, I, I have just, just, you know, one metric crap ton of stress upon my shoulders. That's all my doing. Right. I, and I, I, yeah, I tend to do the same thing. Type A's have that tendency and recognizing that's huge. Um, my wife and I talk about that a lot and that, that's one thing I thought about the, the design as I, I think I even said in the blog post after this design, then I'm going to refresh and fix uh, church mag press. And I thought about, I was tempted, um, on Thursday and Friday after, after the release, I was tempted to wind that up and start doing it. And I thought, no, wait, pause. I need to have some space between this and kind of catch my breath so that I don't do what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Can I ask a really tough question that the audience can hear? Sure. Um, how much I, we've, we've made this comment. I don't know if we made this comment on the back channel or on the podcast itself, but we talked about how um, 
for videography, cameras are the biggest waste of time because it really doesn't matter what video camera you have. And for people that are trying to do academic work, it doesn't really matter about um, the paperwork and the structure of everything. You just need to teach them. Same thing with web design, with blogging. Um, web, your website's look is almost the last thing that really matters. Get a great design out there. And then why in the world would you redesign it for another five, 10 years? And so it's a huge question of, are we, and this is why it plays into the hustle is, is a lot of times we say, oh my goodness, we're hustling. We're doing all this work. And basically all we're doing is spinning our tires, pretending like we're actually doing something that matters when we're just so scared of actually producing these things, or we're so distracted by this one thing that may give us a little personal fulfillment, but isn't actually furthering the cause in this process. That That is, you're, you're absolutely right. That is a huge pitfall. Um, some of the rationale that I had in, in this is that we released a new logo because our culture and our style had changed or came into its own finally and the logo didn't match. And so the, the website previously built was really focused and centered around th- that, that first logo, the Church Mag Butt logo, as it's referred to. Um, and so that wasn't fitting as well. So the branding wasn't really clicking. Um, I, I, all of our ebooks needed to be fixed. Um, so there was a lot of things pivoting but you, off the church magazine. But, but you, you're using the word need. Do they need to be fixed or do they want to be fixed? Because from my perspective, church mag has always had a great design, but I don't think it ever needed to be fixed. It was just that thing that was sitting in the back of your mind saying those things don't match. Right. Those things don't match. That's true. Those things don't match. That's true. And I don't want, I don't want our audience to hear we did this because out of necessity. I don't actually think that's the case. Okay, to be here, truly here, honest. Okay, I'm I'm ramping it up. So that was like level one, priority level level one being one being low, because I don't know how many points I have ahead of time. So I'm starting with one, because if I work down, I might not ever get to one. Um, that was level one. Level two was the fact that Church Mag has fifteen thousand blog posts. Since I, since I took it over, uh, before it had hit 10,000. So it has grown a lot in, in, in quite a few years and the search sucked. And there, that was a lot of, a lot of people saying, you know, I can't find anything. A lot of people couldn't even find the search uh, we, bar. We were saying that on the back channel too. Yeah. It, it's just been terrible. It was like, Jeremy and I were constantly trying to find stuff on there and they go, we can't even find our own articles. Right. And so, um, while I do need to make a couple changes, um, for the most part, uh, search is now awesome. I don't know if you guys have played with it at all, but um, it is remarkably better, and it has a lot of stuff on the back end that can be tweaked um, as people search more, and we can add synonyms and different stuff like that to make it even more powerful. And so part of it was um, making it possible for people that come to Church Mag to be able to use Church Mag, and so that was a huge motivator as well, but... As you said before, when push comes to shove, to say that as a need is still not quite there. And that's where I get to level three. And level three, the big thing where we hit the need is the fact that we were unable to do any more Genesis framework updates because it was breaking the site. And so we were almost nine months, and this is so ironic, right? We're Church Mag leading church in technology, and we, we go nine months without being able to update our framework. That really stinks and is quite frankly hypocritical for us to have a broken website so that we cannot 
update. And as you know, updates in the web world, it's not just about something's cool and new, right? And it's not even always about compatibility. It can also be things like security as well. And so that has been that has been like a faucet dripping constantly for me. We can't update. We can't update. We can't update. In fact, when I did the update, um, you know, pro- several several months ago, um, I had to find an older version of Genesis, download it, and install it to fix the site because I wasn't even doing versioning properly. This is a huge security issue, and so, right? There's a lot of security things. That yeah, it, it can be a security issue. I, I was breaking a lot of, of good form and function for coding and, hey, and taking Eric, care of your website. Explain real quick in 30 seconds or less. What about our design prevented the update? I don't know. Oh, no, never mind. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a clue as to what was breaking. It was in the child theme. Um and so it was somewhere in there. And of course, you know, when you edit files like that, it's it's hard to pinpoint. And because I had no versioning on it or anything, it's not even. Was it a custom child theme? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, t- I took I took a child theme and customized it. Um, and that's what we have now as well. Um, but I have a lot more experience with it. And so um, I feel a lot better about it. And if that would happen again, I feel like I could I feel like I could probably troubleshoot it a lot better now as well. So in a way, um, Church Mag is growing as you grow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're all growing together, people. I, yeah, I just the redid, more you know, and I just redid my website, which like in Jeremy's question, did it really need it? No, of course not. I get ten page views a year, okay, but I I just changed it over uh, because I wanted to shift my focus from just from blog post writing to to uh, a dual uh, focus of blog posts and and book publishing, and. I think there's there's a lot to be said for that too because Church Mag is now I would say officially no longer just a blog. It is I don't want to say um, media conglomeration, but with our, our with our YouTube stuff that you're working on, Jeremy, with the podcast, the blog, Church Mag Press, Church Merch, we're the website needed to be redesigned to reflect that uh, that broadening uh, focus. Sure, and, and I actually. Yeah. It did, it did need to accommodate. If you that. guys check out the website, I eventually will have an article that comes out that says, is blog a bad word? Because I still think church mag is a blog, but there's a lot of people that say that's the stupidest thing in the world. Why would you call yourself a blog? So that's a good conversation to eventually have. Very fun. And, and yeah, and you're right. You're right about that, Phil. Oh, uh, there, there, another change I made, um, our featured image now match the Facebook dimensions so that when posts get shared out via Facebook, our, our dimensions match. So when they're social shared, they look better. Um, and that, that took precedence as far as a design choice, because it was like a 30 pixel difference. So it's like, well, then go ahead and make that. Well, for the new design, it was a 30 pixel difference. It was even a bigger difference. Um, with the design before things would get cropped off words. And so the social shares looked really, really poorly. And, you know, with Jeremy's research, we can see that most of our sharing is done on Facebook. And so then that, that was, that's why that choice was pivoted more on Facebook than any of the other networks. And so, you know, stuff like that was done. Um, and, and like you pointed out, Phil, there have been lots of different changes. The, how often we post, um, uh, the other things that we're doing. And so, those things were kept in mind and were accommodated for for the new design. Again, w- the real need, the bottom line, had a lot to do with the, our inability to update the theme. Um, these other things are just added benefit, added value. And I think that's where it comes down to because if you would have come and said, hey, let's do another redesign, I would have vehemently said no. Absolutely not. You're, you're wasting your time 
focus on what you do best, which is find amazing stuff to put out there. And if, it, if you're not going to find amazing stuff out there, at least spend time with your family or do your job better because we don't need another. Exactly. Redesign. And, and, and so when, there, when there's all this other stuff that makes it actually worth and a need. And, and I haven't, and I haven't, we haven't, sh- I haven't shared any of this publicly yet. I've talked about some in the back channel, but what, what people are going to see with the church mag press, um, eventually church memes, as well as the forthcoming church merch where we're hosting um, the main part of the site. I'm, I'm taking this theme and, and moving it over, making a few mild changes to fit those other things a little bit better. But basically, I'm, I'm basically forking this design. And so in the end, it, it becomes... Watch your mouth, Eric. <laughs> I know you've been in Europe for a long time. You will watch your mouth, sir. <laughs> Phil, you are going to get us the rated X thing, man. Hey, you, self, you self-select that. You can't get that rated. I found that out. You self-select. So we're, oh, okay. we're going to be under the radar. Okay. He's got it. Bill's got a dark podcast somewhere on the internet where he's just like, beep, 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 beep. I'm not selecting X-rated at all. You know, I was looking at your children. It's called, it's called the bad Pentecostal. And, uh, it's me, it's me and my wife and she's cut her hair wearing makeup and, uh, slacks. And, uh, I'm just on there cussing and, uh, drinking, uh, fermented grape juice. So it's great. Well, you know, I you threw your wife into the mix uh, on Friday. And, and this always seems to happen to me on Fridays. Cause I'm usually doing something with the podcast. I, I get, Sometimes I get stupid ideas like, hey, should we get this domain, guys? And it's usually before everybody wakes up. So I'll like pitch an idea on Slack and then kill the idea before anyone else enters the conversation. <laughs> it's like watching it's like watching Smeagol talk to himself but in Slack. <laughs> I know, it's a right? whole stream and, of consciousness just out there. there. There was a time in my life I would I would delete it because I wouldn't want to look bad in front of these guys. But I'm just like, these guys need to see how how spazzy I can be sometimes. But n- not going to lie, I was looking through the, 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 the pod. I was looking through domain names for the podcast. No, we are not getting a domain name for the podcast. Go to Church Mag. You'll find the podcast there. The end. <clears throat> talking to myself again. I saw the domain name, Phil, dot blue. <laughs> that's a t- yes. that's a TLD now. Yes. Oh man, churchmag.blue, the, the new podcast URL. How long before someone gets the, the uh, uh, website uh, bigbox.blue? I don't. I don't know. I um, it, it's the the domain name. That that's that's a whole other thing. Just seeing how many are in sale, and um, it's like the market got flooded with all these domain names, and yeah, that's a thing. But. I'd love for someone to buy the, the website churchmag.blue, and then every two weeks just to redesign the website just with some kind of pre free theme out there that they can just say, Eric, I did a redesign. What do you think? Eric, I did a redesign. What do you no, think? No, 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 no. They get churchmag.blue <laughs> and then just repost all of our posts, but oh. replace, replace, ran, replace random words with obscenities. No. Oh, no. <laughs> like, get it, get it automated. So every time you hear the, every time the word church or connect or uh, growth or viral, it auto, auto replaces those words with popular swear words. Eric's switching right now he's yeah well, we, um, we 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 have we have found a dark place in in phil's mind here uh, actually what you're talking about jeremy you could do like church mag dot design and do that people make that it happen work. or church mag dot ocd <laughs> so for me the the whole idea of hustle and the ability to 
engage in this well, I think is it's important just to realize that there's a means behind it. I think that there's this mentality of if you work hard, if you sacrifice everything in your life, if you drive yourself into the ground, eventually you'll make something amazing. And that's not actually how it works. You have to have a purpose and a reason behind it. You have to be able to understand what's going on. And I will even say, and I fully buy into this, and I've talked about this like three different times on the podcast, is good to great. And I've been back and forth in this. I've read it now a third time, twice this year already, of how this applies to Church Mag. And one of the things that he has at the back of his new re-edition is he talks about answering some people's questions about, I want to I want to create something good, but I don't want to sacrifice my life. And so I don't necessarily think I want to make something great. And one of the things that he put in there, and he's talking about these big, huge corporations, is you actually, if you are a great leader, if you are what he calls a level five leader, you're probably actually spending less time in your business because of how you approach things than people that are doing good businesses and they're not actually putting in as much hustle, if you want to use that word. They're actually spending more time with their family or things that they love. Right. No, it's true. It's true because that's where that's where you draw creativity. That's where you draw a lot of those a lot of those essential elements that you need to be successful in what you're doing. And people think that 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 mentality of if I spend a million hours doing my job, people are going to love me. Right. I mean, let's get into the counseling piece of that if you want. But I think though too, Jeremy, if you're if you're a great leader, you're learning how to use your people, and you're giving you're turning the tasks over to them, and you're going to expand things that way. So like, not to be too much inside baseball, but Eric used to do the newsletter, and now Chris does a newsletter because you know Eric could do it, but Chris can also do it, and why? Why keep all the tasks with one person? You know, my, my pastor and I were discussing this last week, uh, looking at uh, expanding our teacher roster. And he, he made the point, if I can find somebody who can teach uh, or who can do something half as good as me, I'm going to start using them because they'll grow into the task like I did 20 years ago, but they, I need to bring in more people, uh, whether they're at my level or not, they need to be, they need brought in so they can learn and grow. And if we find out that that wasn't the place for them, we move them around, but Mm -hmm. you're never, you're never going to grow the, the organization or the team or the company. If you keep all the tasks under one person's authority. Mm -hmm. And, And the same could be said for church tech teams as well. You know, you, you have to be willing to give that 15-year-old a shot, right? You have to be willing to let her go into the sound booth, run sound, and if there's a mistake, not to worry about it. And you know what? The whole church, even the church as a whole, needs to be supportive of, of that as well. Because the last thing somebody new at a task needs to have happen is get icy glares from the worship leader and stuff like that. Am I right? Yeah. But I, I think that there, Phil, you are correct in the sense that if you give it to people, you still could micromanage them. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, oh, yeah, totally, yeah. Totally. Yeah. I know Eric, you have that struggle of letting go. You talked about that with your whole, whatever your, there needs to be thing. like a, like a determined, like training will period. Okay. For the next yeah. six weeks, I'm going to walk sure. you through this and then I'm going to let you go on your own. You're going to come, come to me with problems, but we're going to walk, but we're going to let you do things on your own after about six weeks. And honestly, I'll say this. I don't, not to just praise my pastor who does listen to the podcast, by the way, but uh, he's, he's very good at like, he's like, I want you to, to do. And if it's wrong, I will tell you after the fact and we'll correct it next time. I'd he's like, I'd rather have you do it and make a mistake than wait for me to give you a response and to give you my, my opinion and give you permission. Phil's pastor 
Phil's pastor, can we have a quick minute with you just for a second? I just want to talk to you about how Phil's been swearing a lot and talking about giving oh, no. gravity the bird. Clarification, I have not sworn one bit. I have, allu- I have alluded true. to swearing. That's all he's done. He's just alluded to blue, but he's never actually gone blue. Um, <laughs> if anything, I, if anything I, I, it's, I, it's, it's, it's like a teal almost. It's, not even, <laughs> it's really awkward on I, the back channel with us, and we just... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I totally agree with you, Phil, and um, Phil needs rates, by the way. I would say... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that was not cool. Okay, cool. Well, seriously, I do need one, but I mean, I mean, who... Who he wouldn't turn a blind eye. <laughs> the American economy needs a raise. Let's put it like that. Yeah, right. Um, people are across the world listening to this, going, "Oh yeah, thank you, rich American, for the, for being even more of a rich American." Right. Yeah, I think I think the key is to, um, as far as the micromanaging, the biggest thing is the looking over the shoulder. Like you can't feel like you're being observed constantly. That's huge. But um, getting back to the hustle, I, I think that that um, as much as we want to beat our drum and say, "See, we told you so." <laughs> Um, just remember that when you're reading stuff on the internet, that there, pe- people seem to go in such, you know, it's human nature. We go in such extremes. You know, everyone was talking about this hustle. Now everyone's saying not to hustle. Just remember that with everything about how, how far that pendulum swings and just keep that in check. And, um, you know, we've said time and time again, there's no, there's no secret sauce for success. You know, it is hard work. Um, and, you, you know, you got to figure out what, what works best for you. And I think for me, one of the difficult things about this conversation is, is when people talk about hustling, then they also tag at the end and buy this book. And for the longest time, Church Mag hasn't had that thing. It's just been a blog and we've just been going forward with that. And now we have a lot of different entities. And and I want it just to be clear that when we say don't hustle, don't buy anything. If you don't care about buying anything, that doesn't matter to us. Just Think for yourself, realize what you're going to do now. Should you continue to work as hard as you possibly can at the thing you do for the hours that you have? Absolutely. But you also probably need to understand where you're headed and have a clear target and and specific focus and know how to do the best at that process that you possibly can. That's when hustle actually works really well, but you need to be gaining momentum in that process. You need to actually be moving forward and understanding where that target is, as opposed to let's just run really hard. And then you look up and realize you've been running in the wrong direction for the past six months. And now you're burnt out. Yeah, exactly. It had, you know, and I, whether you're talking about small business, whether you're talking about ministry, whether you're talking about your church or even uh, your team in ministry, whatever you do, Okay, you you always need to consider the concept of sustainability. And and if you can't sustain what you're currently doing, then you need to figure something out. You know, there are times and places for that 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 extra high pace, but in the end you can't sustain that. And so keep that in mind in in the choices that you make and the planning that you're doing. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion, visit the Church Mag podcast page on Church Mag. That's churchm.ag forward slash podcast, where you can find previous podcasts, how to subscribe, and send us a message. Visit Church Mag forward slash podcast. Until next week. Let's get some sample questions. Why did you do the podcast? How did you do the podcast? Are you going to do another podcast in a redesign in a year? Podcast? Wait a minute. Hold on. You just... Sorry. Wait, I just... (laughs) This is like six hours of sleep. Let me try all those questions. All right, go, go. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com.